Dawn, the newspaper that uh, published the story, was accused of showing the army in a bad light uh, and suggested the military was reluctant to go after ter terrorists within Pakistan and was chided by the, uh, someone in the civilian government. The issue became one of national security and the military demanded an inquiry into which government official was the source of the leak. Uh, public opinion uh, generally um, and the media generally backed the military rather than questioning its counter-terrorism efforts and this w was also reflected in, in the cartoons that were produced during that time period. So on April 29, 2017, what, what actually happened, the inter-services uh, public relations, the, the, the um, public spokesperson uh, of the military, General, uh, General, Major General Asif Ghafoor, uh, basically, in a tweet, rejected the government's writ. Um, after the the Don Leak story came out, the military pushed the government to have an inquiry. The inquiry happened, and the military then rejected the findings of the inquiry. Um, and this is basically the the tweet that um, came out of the ISPR. Notification on Don Leak is incomplete and not in line with recommendations by the inquiry board. Notification is rejected. So basically, you have uh, a military func a functionary rejecting uh, 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 the writ of the government. Um, after rumors of a potential coup, the, the tweet was withdrawn by the ISPR. Uh, the speculation is that this was done due to internal negotiation with the government, as well as public pressure to reconcile. And this is a press release that uh, the ISPR uh, came out with and basically said that this, this, the tweet um, stands withdrawn. Um, uh, so the saga ended here with no more editorials or cartoons addressing the issue after May 15, 2017, and that became my frame of analysis. From the start of the, the story, when the story was published on October 6, 2016, to um, 15th May 2017. Um, so this time frame provide a t provided me a timeline wh where I had the start and the end of a story, a story in the media that could be neatly tracked. Um, the crisis was recent and can help me draw conclusions about contemporary Pakistan. Um, the cr crisis pertained to important military actions that were unprecedented in Pakistan's history and deserve some academic engagement and basically also to, uh, can help us understand how cartoons uh, uh, can be treated as texts on identity and, uh, identity and ideology uh, and basically the um, building on the idea that cartoons have an instant impact on their audiences. Um, so I have a quote here that says that uh, the aesthetic visual practices can mobilize the citizenry but also cut short rational deliberation and this is what cartoons maybe do in our everyday life and how they're a very everyday phenomenon that we don't pay attention to. We see an image that we immediately connect with and that is it. So you have a very instant um, decision-making process, a very irrational decision when you look at, for example, a cartoon of General Rahil Sharif and uh, portrayed positively. Um, so the political cartoons that I was looking at were chosen from Dawn, where the initial Dawn Leak story was published. Um, and this is an important paper. It has the largest circulation in English language papers in Pakistan. It's known to be liberal and progressive. And as a contrast, I picked The Nation, uh, which um, also, which has the second highest, currently the second highest circulation in Pakistan, and it also provides somewhat of an ideological comparison to Dawn, uh, being known to be centrist and center-right. Um, <coughs> okay. um, the total sample of cartoons that I looked at during this time period was 520 cartoons, um, 317 from, from The Nation and 203 from, from Dawn. Um, the Nation had a visual response to the initial story, um, where the military was de depicted positively, while Dawn did not have any major <coughs> response. Uh, maybe pro probably because Dawn was under a lot of um, heavy spotlight and heat at the time. 
both had cartoons about the April 29 ISPR tweet that rejected the government inquiry, and both had cartoons about its withdrawal as well. Um, uh, editorials in the respective papers were also gathered to have an intertextual analysis to actually understand well, what is the paper actually, what is their view, and does the cartoon um, uh, complement uh, the, the editorial uh, policy of the paper. There were two editorials in Nation about the leaks and one in Dawn. Uh, there were three editorials relating to the military tweet in, tweet in the Nation and two in uh, Dawn. Okay. Um, so um, the methods that I use are visual semiotics and visual securitization, um, and I use um, a semiotic model to try to code the cartoons, the 520 cartoons, to understand well what, how, how is the military actually being depicted. Um, so um, I, I basically interpret the signs in the cartoons as negative, positive, is the military being portrayed positively, negatively, neutrally. Um, and uh, since the cartoon and text can generate different meanings for different audiences, um, uh, it can't be analyzed as an isolation. Therefore, the editorials are very important to, to provide a context for. Uh, the cartoons. Um, so the cartoons were coded according to the object um, objects that are depicted, how they, how we can interpret what is happening to these objects, um, and I'll come back to this. But this is basically my initial classification of the 520 samples. I put it up here to basically show you that most of the cartoons that I published during this time, and I went through all of them in the two papers, not just the, the ones that related to the military or to security, and most of the cartoons are about general political commentary, most of them related to the current government that was in, the, in power and the political party in, the, in power. Um, so we have a total of out of 520 cartoons published at this in, in, during this time period, only 28 directly deal with the subject of the military. Mm -hmm. um, there are some cartoons of, uh, on the police. There are 17 cartoons on the on the on the police, but I, I treat that as an, a, a different subject, a different security subject than the military. So you have a vast, vast um, focus on the current government um, and the opposition, and uh, very little uh, about uh, the military. Okay. So coming to the cartoons on the military. Um, uh, basically, what I saw was that there are 28 cartoons in total on the military, and only 12 of them uh, address the issue of the Dawn Leaks, which was one of the most uh, talked about issues happening in Pakistan at the time period. Um, and to provide just a comparison, if you look at cartoons just that are on former PM Nawaz Sharif and the ruling government, they basically amount to 60 cartoons. So there's a huge um, silence in these cartoons about military and security. And my research is trying to understand why are these silences, where are they coming from, how can we pinpoint why when such a big issue happens, when talk shows and media are currently uh, talking about the military, somehow it doesn't make it to the text or it doesn't make it to the cartoon. Um, so securitization theory examines whether something can be successfully constituted as a threat. In the cartoons analyzed, there was a clear acknowledgement that the Don Leak story was a threat to national security. So for example, I have this cartoon that was published in The Nation in uh, November 15, 2016, uh, which basically shows that the government is responsible for the news leak and the government itself is a threat to national security. Um, the story, the initial story was that the military was not pulling its weight with regard to counterterrorism, but the way that is depicted and the visuals that came out are not about the military not doing well with counterterrorism, is about how the government basically leaked a secret. Uh, and the government is a threat to national security. Um, the 
with regards to the method, um, I find that the Copenhagen School of Security Studies is very useful for me to understand how to um, uh, uh, code and decode these cartoons. So Lenny Hansen from <coughs> the Copenhagen School basically says that looks at uh, ideal typical forms of visual depictions. Um, the first strategy of depiction in cartoons, she look at, looks at, for example, the Danish cartoon, is uh, the closer to tra traditional security discourse, and basically you depict the other as, as barbaric and evil. The second strategy is to depict the other as weak or backward, uh, something to be laughed at and not feared. A third strategy is familiarization, where, security uh, where, the, where <coughs> securitization is made in reference to something that is held to be divine, sacred, and, or superior. Or basically, this would relate to how the self is depicted in various uh, cartoons. Um, fourthly, a strategy to depict suffering from threat of starvation, poverty, etc. Basically, depiction of victimhood, who is the victim in this situation. The 12 cartoons out of the 520 that I found were on the Dawn Leaks, uh, were categorized according to this framework. Um, and with regards to the first strategy, who got demonized in these cartoons? Um, and I put all the cartoons, uh, the 520 actually then became a, a very small sample of 12 cartoons um, that I tried to just code uh, in this way. Um, the military, arguably, was only demonized in one cartoon out of the 12. Um, the government was demonized in one, two, three, four, five cartoons. Um, and you know, these, uh, you can, I can share these presentations with you, and they're very interesting to look at these cartoons and who is actually the bad guy. So in the whole Dawn League saga with the military pitted against the civilian government, the civilian government is the bad guy. Um, who was belittled? Again, um, only one cartoon uh, showed the military being belittled where the balloon of the military has popped. Um, the government in, in, uh, within those 12 cartoons was the one that was negatively portrayed, neutrally portrayed, and was being shown as being belittled or is, is, a, is a smaller um, uh, player in, in this situation. With regard to who was invisible or who wasn't um, shown, um, these cartoons basically are talking about the issue, but they're not talking about the player. So with regards to, um, especially the second cartoon that is shown here with regards to the, the depiction of the military, you kind of have this divine presence of the military. The military is throwing away the tweet and kind of doing something good, you know? Um, so there is this, this idea where, A, the military is under-depicted in political cartoons, but then even when it's depicted, it's not exactly depicted. The cartoon is kind of plays around the issue and doesn't <coughs> want to draw the military. Um, who is the victim? Um, clearly the government is not the victim. The victim is the public and the military again. Um, so if you look at the first cartoon with the military is shown, uh, you basically have the military has been stabbed in the back type of cartoon. And the second mm -hmm. one shows you uh, like the common soldier, but the common soldier also bears a reference to General Rahil Sharif, who was mm -hmm. very, very popular at the time period. So basically, um, uh, the Dawn Leaks story, the media and the government have stabbed General Rahil Sharif in the back. And that is maybe one of the signals that is uh, being given to audiences at the time. So generally, I found we have a low level of the military being depicted in these cartoons. Uh, there are only two references, of references to the military being seen as weak and with a negative portrayal. When the military is demonized or shown as weak, it shares the space with the government and is not wholly to be blamed. Um, the military is a victim, um, and I've already talked about this cartoon about being stabbed in the back. <coughs> and then the military is either not depicted, uh, suggesting that the military is not weak but maybe godlike. 
Um, generally, there is a lack of explicit portrayal of the military. Only three out of the twelve cartoons show the military explicitly. Show a soldier. Show something that you can say, yeah, this is the military. Um, the original story from Dawn was titled "Exclusive: Act Against Militants or Face International Isolation." Civilians tell military. This story or its title was forgotten. Generally, the the content of the story is forgotten, and it became known as as with the term leaks. Um, the same term was used in five out of the twelve cartoons as well. That this was a leak. Three use the term breach. Uh, the term leaks, I, I I argue in the paper, is also a securitized term. Um, as every time there has been a leak, it's required the state to launch an official inquiry, and this is about national security. Then, so it's also how the initial story was framed as a leak that led to the securitization of 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 the content of the story of <coughs> what the media is producing and what the media is saying. Um, uh, the intertextual analysis that that I did basically found that editorials at the time of the original leak saw the military negatively, and the nation uh, showed solidarity with Dawn in an editorial titled "How to Lose Friends and Alienate People." <laughs> the editorials in these papers um, were uh, a little more harsher towards the military than the cartoons were, and my explanation for, for this is that because the visual representation is so stark, is so instant. You can't you can't do what you can do in text in cartoons. Um, uh, there were three other editorials in the nation that can be classified as negative towards the military, and one of the editorials I found was neutral, played around with with the words. The nation used strong language in an editorial title rejected and said there is absolutely no justification, none, for such public defiance by a spokesperson of the Pakistan Army. Um, in comparison, its cartoons do not display the same resolve in reprimanding the military. Don in his three editorials viewed the military negatively, but its words were always cautious. And there are no explicit references to the military in its editorial about the public reaction to the Don leak. So you have a Don leak story. Basically, you have panic in the media, panic in the country, and Don writes an editorial about the issue without even referring to the. They, 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 it's brilliant the way that the, these journalists can play with words. Um, so it says, decades of a militarized security environment have undermined the importance of holding the state to account. And that is the kind of words they use to not get into trouble later on uh, when this editorial is published. So the findings suggest that firstly, the military is seldom depicted in political cartoons in Pakistan, even when there is a clear culture of depicting other authority figures. Like for example, I started off by saying, well, there is an over depiction of Nawaz Sharif and Nawaz Sharif's party and the PMLN, but nobody's drawing the military. Um, when the military is depicted, its depiction is predominantly positive. And the, in the case of the Don Leak scandal, it was shown as a victim, while the sitting government of the time is shown as the wrongdoer. The methods of visual semiotics attached to the theory of visual securitization can help us find meaning in the text. Um, uh, I use these methods because they're extremely flexible. They give like basic guidelines of where to go, and then you can form your own coding and decoding processes. But I also see that there's a problem here that it can lead to very subjective interpretations because uh, because of how I'm coding and how I myself am seeing a certain image as neutral or positive or negative. So there is some some very subjective analysis that is here. Um, but I think. Um, if if the uh, by keeping the analysis in retextual, I can um, uh, make sure that 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 the research isn't biased. Um, now, because this research was just based, it was an exercise in doing a discourse analysis of cartoons. There are many questions that are uh, haven't been answered. Uh, for example, why do cartoonists not critique the military as often as other authority figures? 
is it because the cartoonist is self-censoring following his personal ideology or is he following an editorial policy is ability directly or indirectly influencing editorial policy and why why is the media either scared or in love with the military um mm-hmm. i'm not able to answer these questions because i need to go out do interviews do do some field work which i will do in summer and hopefully i'll ha- i'll have more answers um uh when i write my thesis um and that's it for me thank you mm-hmm.